Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. Welcome to Take Your Lead podcast. Thank you so much for being part of a community of leaders who are intentional and purposeful about their growth. We thoroughly enjoy bringing you content that helps you take charge of your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. And one of the things that we know about leadership is that leadership needs intentionality. And on today's podcast episode, I really want to speak to a few ideas which will enable you to scale whatever you're part of. Part of what we do is assist organizations within culture and key building blocks that help make an organization bigger and better. And I thought I'd just share some of the lessons that we use in ministries that we work with, but not only ministries that we work with, um, organizations, businesses, entrepreneurs. How do you scale your business? And one of the key things that is underlying, which is possibly, if you've been a listener for a while, is a common thread to the content that we share is personal leadership. We know this is true because if the leader gets bigger and better, everything else around them gets bigger and better. If you get bigger and better, you literally place a demand on your external world to get bigger and better. And this is true because as a leader, I think it's John C. Maxwell who speaks to this, you are the lid of whatever it is that you are involved in. If, for example, as a leader, you are a five on a scale of one to ten, you the potential of whatever you are involved in will only stop at five. It won't grow beyond five because you are the lead. People will only be able to grow possibly to four, 4.9.999, simply because you become that lead. So in order for you to grow the potential of Whatever you are involved in, be it an organization, be it your family, be it relationships, be it your finance, be it your emotional well-being, you need to intentionally lift the lid. And part of the building blocks then of how to build bigger and better. There are five key building blocks I'd like to share on this podcast episode. And part of what we'll be speaking to is clarity. We'll look at uh, evaluation we'll look at culture, we'll look at systems, which is really key, and we'll then conclude on team leadership. And these are key building blocks that when done right, will enable you to scale whatever it is that you are part of. And the first one is clarity. As leaders, we need to lead with clarity. We need to be able to define the win. It is often says that leaders see more and before others, which I absolutely agree with. As a leader, you need to be able to cast the vision of where we are going. This speaks to whatever it is that you are involved in, because if you're not clear about the win, it's going to be hard because it's similar to a ball game 
where we're playing and we're passing the ball to the next person and we're sweating and we're dribbling and we're enjoying it and the crowd is cheering for us. But over time, it's just a matter of time before they get tired. If there's no goal, if there's no end goal towards where all our efforts are leading to. So as a leader, you need to give clarity. This is where we're going. This is the goalpost. And this is how we will know we've reached this particular destination. And this is how we will know that we got it right. So as a leader, you need to define the win. What's that wow factor that you are working towards? How will we know that we got it right or we've done it right? And this is key. I think it's Andy Stanley who speaks of how if something works and you don't know what's causing it to work, you'll be in a huge um, challenge when you have to fix it if you don't know why was it actually working in the first place. So as a leader, you need to practically how do you do this? Um, I would encourage you to, for example, sit down with your team and begin to ask them, what are some of the, for example, if it's a project that we currently are working on, how will we know that we've reached the finish line? How will we know that we've excelled? What are some of the handles? What are some of the things we can point to that will enable us to know that we're on track? Not only are we on track, how will we know? Will it be the referee blowing the whistle similar to a soccer um, ball game? Or will we know by the crowd sharing? Or will we know by money in the bank? And there's quite a lot of things that we can point to that will better position us to know how we are winning. Uh, so as a leader, meet with your team. Ask them to give you one or two statements uh, that will if it's a service that you are working towards, that we will know that this service was effective or this event was successful if we've been able to do this. I encourage this a lot within teams in terms of being able to even create terminology that everyone can embrace. Because once you reach a goal, you experience a win. And there's nothing that gives your team momentum like being able to win. It creates more energy. It literally creates so much energy, which becomes electric and so contagious. So the first thing is you need to lead with clarity. The second thing, which is very key within building blocks of successful organizations, is evaluation. You need to be able to evaluate your success. You need to be able to figure out how are we doing. You need to have half-time adjustments where you're able to literally check in and ask yourself, what is it that we are evaluating ourselves against? Because everything worth doing is worth evaluation. And oftentimes, post-mortem is done when people are dead uh, to figure out the cause of death, which I get. But there's also within leadership, um, pre-mortem or mortem, not even post, but we're able to figure out why is this thing working? How are we doing Looking at the scoreboard, I've been using the example of a ball game. How are we doing? Are we winning? Or Because that will inform how you need to play if you need to make certain substitutions along the way. And not only are you evaluating to see what's not working, it's good, but it enables you to also ask yourself, why is it not working? What can we do to move in the direction that we need to go? 
so that you don't only focus on what didn't work, but you also focus on what works and continues to work so that you're able to work on it. I often use um, an example of start, stop, continue when coming to evaluation. What are some of the things that we've been doing that we need to stop that are not giving us a return on the time and the work that we are putting in? What are some of the things, on the other hand, that we need to start doing that will enable us to move the needle? And what is it that's actually working that we need to continue doing in order for us to keep or increase and improve our performance in this quarter? If it's a quarterly evaluation, uh, which speaks as well to timing your evaluations, how often are you going to evaluate uh, the work that you are doing is it going to be weekly evaluation, monthly evaluation, daily, even sometimes evaluation, quarterly evaluation, um, half yearly um, semester evaluation or yearly evaluation. You need to literally, even as a couple, oftentimes I do this with my wife where weekly we've got, I won't call it evaluation, but it does have that element where we literally just check in with each other as spouses. How am I doing as a husband? Uh, how are you doing as a wife? What is it that I need to start doing that I've not been doing? What is it that I need to stop doing, which is really not sitting well with you or not landing well with you? And what is it that I'm doing that I need to continue doing? And this enables you to move out of autopilot, where you're able to see that, oh, I've actually been doing one, two, three, four, but I've actually seen stop. What caused me to stop? Let me pull up my socks and begin to continue and pick up from where I left off. You can't fix what is broken only in your evaluation sessions. But after you've evaluated what has been broken, the hard work actually takes place when you leave the session and you begin to walk out and intentionally take steps towards fixing what needs to be done. So it's very important for you to investigate the causes of good performance. One of the things I love doing with our teams after a successful event is to ask the question, what is it that actually caused us to do well? Um, evaluation of success as well as of failure. What is it that caused us to succeed so that we're able to clean, learn, package, shelf so that next time we're able to borrow and not only rely on the experience, but ask ourselves, how can we make it better? How can we make it better? It's very important. Evaluation is extremely important. And again, another thing about evaluation, it needs to be unfiltered. Nothing can be off limits. You need to be able to criticize, talk about it, get deep to it. It's very, very, very important for you to be willing to evaluate what needs to be done and how it needs to get done. That's extremely, extremely important. So the first thing that each and every leader needs to do to build and grow the organization is to lead with clarity. The second thing is to be able to evaluate your performance. And the third thing is being able to design an organizational culture. I speak a lot to this because when it comes to culture, culture is a combination of what you create and what you tolerate. If you're not creating the culture that you want, you'll be left with a culture that's unhealthy. You will be finding yourself having to auto -code. The thing about culture is that anything that you permit increases. No culture is actually culture. So it's very important for you as a leader to identify key behaviors that define the culture of your organization, of your family, of your team. Ask yourself, when it comes to how we behave here as a team, what are the key behaviors that set us apart? What is it that when we do consistently actually makes us to be successful? 
It's extremely, extremely important for you to sit down with your team, identify behaviors that you want to reinforce as part of your culture. Ask yourself, what's the driving force behind how we behave when we're together? It's extremely important for you because once you do this, you then begin to intentionally curate um, learning moments or teaching opportunities for culture where you know that the people are on the forefront because the thing about culture over and above it being taught, it's actually caught. You begin to ensure that the people who are leading lead with culture. Often say to the teams that we lead that every opportunity is an opportunity to reinforce culture. Look for ways to teach culture. When you're starting a meeting, when you're seeing someone doing something, shine the spotlight on them just to highlight because what people, what gets um, highlighted uh, oftentimes is what people begin to do. So ask yourself, bring your team together, ask them what are some of the things that if we continue to do these things behavior-wise will keep us within the guardrails of our mission and vision and stewardship of the resources and everything else that we are responsible for. And that's good because it enables you to then clean and zoom out and take out some of those key culture uh, behaviors that will enable you to stay within culture. And then flip the question again, what are some of the behaviors and things that if we continue doing will actually cause us and derail us from the vision and the mission and stewardship of the resources and everything else that we are responsible for? That will enable you to see what are the dangers, what are the enemies of your culture? What are the canker worms that eat the culture? And then you're able to begin to intentionally um, create an environment that repels those behaviors because people know how the culture is supposed to be in the organization. It's extremely, extremely important. So culture, I cannot overemphasize this, is extremely, extremely important. So in order for you to build a strong organization, you need to lead with clarity you not only need to lead with clarity, you need to evaluate the work that is being done. And then not only that, but you need to, as a leader, be intentional about defining a culture that you want to lead with and live by. And then fourthly, part of what is extremely important are systems. I cannot overemphasize this one. Systems literally make or break any organization. Because oftentimes we focus so much on what needs to be done in the forefront that we overlook the systems that bring about the results of what we do. The thing about systems is that literally they make your life easier. It takes a lot of time in the front end to create systems. But once systems are in place, they literally run the operations for you. And part of what we teach our have possibly a, a whole podcast episode where I will be dealing with uh, systems and how to build them and the type of systems you need to have. I'll just mention three systems. The first one is a recruitment system, and this applies to an organization, a company, a business. How do you recruit people to be part of what you do? It needs a system of asking yourself, where do we find the people who are part of the team? How do we recruit them? Uh, how do they know about us? How do we get star players on the team? And after we've recruited them, what's our training system? How do we train these individuals? How not only do we train them, but how do we empower them to lead, grow, deliver based on what needs to be done? 
And then lastly, within the recruitment part, how do we then begin to empower them to empower others? Because once you've got a recruitment system that's strong, you have people that you train, you empower those people, they do the work, but as they're doing their work, they're also empowering others. Then that system is strong because you will be able just to do it once. It will be part of the growth gap, but over and above the growth gap, long term, it will yield so much fruit and results. So you need to have a recruitment system. The second system is a finance system. You need to ask yourself in any business, for any business to be successful, it needs to be profitable. Any organization, any family, any relationship. And 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 so you need to ask yourself, when it comes to a financial system, how do we manage the finance in our organization? And I know it might sound low level, but this is extremely key. Because once you have a system, it then enables you to, and oftentimes we overlook the importance of systems when we're doing something small scale. And we forget that actually whatever we're doing, we know that it's going to grow. Because if you do not do it right the first time, you actually are opening up a world for yourself where you have to keep repairing and it's a bit harder to repair when you could have prepared. There's actually a beautiful scripture where it teaches us about stewardship and it says, he who is faithful with the little uh, God will make ruler over much. And I love that scripture so much because I think it speaks to this principle even within systems. If you can be faithful in managing small systems, you can then be trusted with bigger systems that will yield more return. Ask yourself, how am I managing my finance now at the hundreds of thousands? When I've got millions, will this system still be applicable? Extremely, extremely important. A third system, because there's quite a lot of systems I'll speak to, as I had promised, I'll actually record a whole podcast episode on systems. Ask yourself, what's our connection system? How do we connect with people? It needs to be a system. What are the touch points of connecting with our clientele, with our employees, uh, with the people on social media, not only social media, but in person? How do we translate our interaction, possibly on social media, to connecting with people in person? You need to have a system. As a spouse, for example, how do I connect with my spouse, my wife, my husband? How do I connect with my brother, my sister? How do I connect with my boss? How do I connect with my fellow colleague? needs to be a system of connection. That's why oftentimes you'd find organizations actually have created systems where staff members are able to connect. You would think it's just a coffee or cafeteria. Nope, it's not just a cafeteria, but it's a place for connection. Because when you go there, you're able to not only get your drink, but you begin to connect with other people. Oh, you also work here. And relationships are formed because this is extremely important. People can come for the salary, but in the long run, they stay for the culture, they stay for the community, they stay for the deep, meaningful connections. I think oftentimes what is being said uh, within the workplace is that people don't quit a job, but they quit a boss. And oftentimes it's because the connection has been broken due to possibly a lot of reasons, which then says to me, if you can have deep, meaningful connections in your organization, you will then be able to build stronger, bigger, better organizations. However, it needs you to have a system. Lastly, as we bring in our plane for landing, you need to have a strong team leadership culture. Within team leadership, you cannot leave it to chance. It needs you to literally have your hands on deck. You need to ask yourself three questions. How am I developing a team spirit of ownership within the team? 
You need to intentionally, it's part of culture, but over and above culture, you need to weave it into what you do, where you know that I'm actually developing this team. Part of how I'm developing this team, possibly during my staff meetings, I know that I've got something that is speaking into the team, empowering them within their personal spaces. Because it's so funny how when someone is empowered within personal leadership, it translates into every other area of functioning. They show up better as a spouse. They show up better as an employee, they show up better as a manager, whatever title or function they are assuming because they've been empowered. So you need to weave it into your team leadership, uh, having trainings that you do to be able to empower your team, reading books together with your team, sharing material uh, with your team, but also over and above that, being willing to invest time and resources into it. Part of what we do, which we encourage, is having team leadership, team building sessions, for example, um, having coffee meetings, not because it's a big halabaloo, but just to literally be able to connect. And again, I do understand, oftentimes it gets a bit awkward because people are not too sure <laughs> what to do with themselves. Sometimes they're thinking, what is it that he wants? He possibly wants something from me, something. But over time, you actually begin to see the more people understand that we're working as a team. I might not, we might all have differences, which every team definitely does have diversity, which is actually a strength and not a weakness. It's a strength to be leveraged. Uh, diversity is literally one of your superpowers as a leader. But it starts with you being intentional about positioning yourself as a leader. So in this podcast episode, I really shared these five key building blocks of building bigger and better organizations. I hope it has added value to you as a leader. Lead with clarity. Clarity is so powerful in that it creates synergy. Once people experience uh, clarity, they feel a sense of interdependence. It creates efficiency in decision-making. It decentralizes the decision-making process, which then speaks to the team leadership as well. And it allows your organization to be nimble, to literally be agile. Uh, so lead with clarity. Not only lead with clarity, take time to evaluate the work that you are doing. Time and time again, be intentional, have systems uh, that enable you to even evaluate. Tighten your culture. Cannot overemphasize this one. Tighten your culture and build systems. Build systems. It might take time. You might have to invest. You might have to get someone else who specializes in that, but you will thank yourself in future. And lastly, invest also in your team leadership. I hope this episode has added value to you and your leadership. And I do encourage you when you listen to this, do let us know how you are applying this content and how it's adding value to your leadership. Please share it with your teams, share it with your friends and be able to help us reach more leaders. If we happen to see it and you've tagged us on the social, we'll possibly be able to reshare it again so that we're able to keep connecting as we spoke a lot to that. Remember to download our podcast episode notes. You are more than welcome to head over to www.mzondilemakakula.com using the link on the bio. Till we meet again next time, continue to take your lead. Well, Thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. 
And if you're a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.